Cynthia A. Thomas is a licensed counselor in the state of Maine. She is also licensed and ordained with the International Church of Foursquare Gospel. Cynthia's teaching is focused on ordinary people learning an extraordinary way of loving God and loving others. Where church isn't a building, it's people learning together and encouraging each other to follow the teaching of Jesus. Thanks for joining today, and now here is Cindy with today's focus. Spiritual warfare and giving thanks might seem like a strange combo for a teaching, but by the end of this podcast, I hope to show you the spiritual warfare of thanksgiving. I wanted to do this at the beginning of November in hopes of preparing our hearts to celebrate the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday, maybe from a little different point of view. A point of view like I call eternity vision. While some of us ignore eternity vision, there is an eternity perspective that has been placed by God into the hearts of all humanity. That's from Ecclesiastes 3.11. In the last podcast titled Halloween and the Fear Factor, I discussed the fact that the Bible teaches us there is an enemy of God. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be well balanced and always alert, because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Revelation 20, verse 2, shows us the name of this enemy is the devil and Satan. And then there's some very interesting scripture in Ephesians that shows us we are in a spiritual war, so much so that God gives us armor. Ephesians 6, 10, and 11. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why do we need God's armor on us? I love the way Ephesians 6.11 puts it in the Amplified Bible. We are counseled to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. If we are calling ourselves Bible believers, We need to understand that God has an enemy who hates all Jesus followers, and that enemy is out there with his battle strategies and his deceits wanting to do us harm and to even devour our lives if that's possible. I'm going to put my testimony on a podcast sometime soon, but part of it entails three things Jesus taught me right after he showed me that He was real. God teaches me a lot by posing questions and then making me think and search a thing out with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So after he revealed himself to me, I had a series of three questions that the living word through the Holy Spirit asked me and then taught me the answers to. And just so you know, when God asked, I couldn't answer any of the questions right. In fact, now, whenever the Holy Spirit whispers a question into my heart, I'm pretty sure it's because I have a wrong attitude somewhere that he's about ready to adjust. 
Sometimes it's a little adjustment, and sometimes it's a lot. Anyway, I'll tell you the first two questions when I do my testimony. But the third question asked to my heart was, who is your enemy? Well, I couldn't answer his first two questions back then at all. I felt I knew the answer to this one. I proceeded to point out the names of the people in my life who were clearly acting in a way that was hurting me. They were surely the enemy, right? After I was done, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart again. The living word said, you're right that those people are doing things that are hurting you, but they are not the enemy. What? Wrong again. Now I was confused again, and the Holy Spirit guided me to Ephesians 6, and the written word spoke. Ephesians 6:12. We do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. You see, from experiences that I'd had, I knew the spirit realm was real. I had been searching out the reality of the spirit realm for a long time, but I had been hunting in all the wrong places, and my testimony will tell you about that. For now, let me say, even though we can see the people or the organizations or the coordinated efforts of things coming against us in the physical realm of life, if we are believers of the Bible, we need to understand that there's something going on behind the scene that we cannot see. There is a spirit realm, and we need to be aware of it because while God and his angelic host of heaven are very real, so is Satan and the demonic kingdom. If you heard my Halloween podcast, you know that these are not equal and opposite powers, and that God, through the work of Christ on the cross, has all power and all authority, and Christ has put the demonic host to shame. But that does not mean that there is no spiritual warfare going on right now, because there is. The 1 Peter 5.8 scripture I read earlier tells us that we need to be well balanced and always alert because of the activity of the enemy of God. In Ephesians 6.12, scripture shows us this enemy operates in the spirit realm, and even though he can influence flesh and blood, and we have to deal with physical flesh and blood people and the situations that come to us, Flesh and blood is not who we are actually wrestling against. For a Jesus follower to neglect the reality of Satan and the existence of evil sets us up for confusion and defeat because we aren't prepared to wrestle in the right arena. And sometimes spiritual warfare can get very up close and personal. That's probably why it's referred to as wrestling. 
It's very close combat sometimes. Let's go back and look at the rest of the Ephesians 6 scripture, starting with verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm, stand therefore, having fastened the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayers and supplications. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Saints are all the brothers and sisters in Jesus. There's a lot to learn here. I'm going to do more podcasts on spiritual warfare and the armor of God, but I encourage you to go study this Ephesians passage for yourself with the Holy Spirit and see what he teaches you from God's word. For today, I want to bring your thoughts to the weapon of our warfare I call giving thanks. 2 Corinthians 10.4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Can you see how this is working here? We're told our battle is not against flesh and blood, and we're told the weapons that we use and are fighting with aren't either. Verse 17 in our Ephesians 6 passage tells us that our sword to fight with is the Word of God, and Scripture abounds on its counsel to give thanks. And in verse 18, we're told to pray at all times with all kinds of prayer in the Spirit. In the Spirit, prayer means prayer guided by the Spirit of God, whether you're speaking in your regular language or you're Pentecostal and speaking in a heavenly language. You need to seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit of God. Now, a heart of gratitude and giving thanks to God is one of the biggest prayer weapons and anointed sword swipes you can utilize when you're under attack from the enemy. And have no doubt, the enemy will attack. Those Ephesians 6 verse 16 flaming darts are also translated as fiery darts, burning arrows, fiery arrows, flaming missiles. I'm sure I've been hit with that a few times. But whatever the attack, verse 16 goes on to tell us that those fire of hell projectiles coming at us are from the evil one. That's the devil and his horde of demonic troublemakers. However, we don't have to fear this activity. While 1 Peter 5 tells us we need to be alert, for those who belong to Jesus, God's got some armor for us. And 1 John 4, 4 tells us, Greater is God in you 
than the evil one in the world. Philippians 4.6 tells us by prayer, with supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Colossians 3.17 tells us that whatever we're doing in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Note this says, in all circumstances. I think people get a little off balance in their thinking here sometimes. It's God's will for us to give thanks in whatever we're going through. But that thanksgiving is not necessarily expected to be for the thing we're going through. Let me give you an example from my own life. For different reasons, I've had two family members who needed to have open heart surgery. I was not giving thanks that their hearts were so damaged physically that they needed to have surgery and could die. I was coming to God in prayer and supplication on their behalf, asking for God's intervention and healing. So what was my thanksgiving? I was thanking God that He loved them, that He was with them and their families even as they walked through this valley of shadows, that God had allowed doctors to have the knowledge to treat these conditions that they were getting surgery for. That God would take this life experience that they were walking through no matter how hard and somehow he would use it for their good and his purpose. And that's scripture in Romans 8:28. And the thank you list went on, but do you get the idea? When we start giving God thanks for the good things in our lives and for the promises of His Word, that Ephesians 6:16 shield of faith we're holding, it gets stronger and stronger against those fiery projectiles coming at us. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So go ahead and speak it out loud from your own mouth for your own ears. I have to do that sometimes. I have to encourage myself with the word out loud. <laughs> As we march forward in this month of November toward all the hustle and bustle of the holidays coming up, let us stop and think about this weapon of our spiritual warfare called thanksgiving. Let's spend the month finding things to tell God we're thankful for. And let's see how God strengthens that shield of faith we're holding up to protect us. I think you're going to find that it's pretty amazing what God will do. Keep on keeping on in Jesus, everyone. Till next time.
And that concludes today's segment. We hope to see you next time as you learn the extraordinary ways of loving God and others.